The Sharpened Artist Color Pencil Podcast. Inspiration and innovation. We're talking everything you want to know about this medium that we love so much. And we're your hosts, John Middick and Barb Sodiropoulos. Hey there, welcome back to the show. My name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com. I'm so glad that you're here another week joining us for the show. And as always, I've got my co-host here with me, Barb Sodiropoulos. Barb, how are you today? I am doing wonderful, John. How are you? I am awesome. Okay, Barb and I are going to talk about something that's extremely important for you if you're an artist and you're doing anything at all online. So more and more artists have been falling victim to hackers and with their social media accounts and with their email and on their own websites. And it's more important than ever for you to make sure that you're just following some best practices when it comes to your accounts so that you don't get hacked. And I guess we should say, Barb, that a disclaimer out here that we're not security experts at all. Uh, but we just have some some tips for you guys today and just want to make sure you're aware of some of these things. There's some very practical, easy things for you to do. Yeah, for sure. And so some of the things that we're going to talk about today are what two-factor authentication is and what it does exactly. And how to keep your social accounts safe. And then on top of that, I guess, what to do if your account is hacked. And some programs and software you should be aware of that can help you keep your account safe. And then also just a few options for both Mac and PC users for desktop security and that sort of thing. Barb, so let's start off then and let's talk about this two-factor authentication. Do, do you use it? Oh, yeah, everything. Anytime it's available, mm-hmm. I turn it on. <laughs> yeah. All the time. Without question. All right. So we're, we're talking about an extra layer of security for you to get into your account. So not just supplying your credentials and just voila, you're in the account immediately, but you have some other device like a phone where you've got to enter another identifier. Like, for instance, you may, listening today, you may do this on your banking app, right? And if you don't, I would strongly encourage you to do that. So anytime you go into your banking account, you get a text message and it says, here's the code to access your account. Or if you're on the app on your phone, then also have that send you that authentication through a text and then you supply that code in addition to your credentials. So your ID and your passwords, what I'm referring to when I'm talking about credentials. Uh, so, so yeah, Barb and I do this. And Barb, you do it on everything, right? Yeah, any and for Apple mm-hmm. users as well. If you have a, a newer mm-hmm. iPhone, it'll usually ask you for Face ID if you have that set up as well. So I know for my banking app, I'll have to enter in my password and my bank number. And then also it'll do a face scan as well to, to as an extra layer to, to get me into the account. So and actually, it's so you got to watch out for your twin in case they <laughs> steal your phone and your twin I has mean... your your credentials. And okay, I, yeah. yeah, that's actually in a, maybe a podcast for another time or something to to ask an, an expert about. But yeah, what happens if you yeah. have a twin? Anyways, <laughs> ideally, ideally, it, it is unique to you and, and your facial yeah. markers. And so that it's sort so of rare. Is my point that would be so rare, yeah. right? For for those things to line up. Someone would have to have my phone, have access to my phone, be able to get into my phone, and then, uh, you know, in Barb's case, do the the face ID recognition. Yeah. In my case, get the text message, 
and then supply that as uh, part of the other credentialing. Yeah. They'd also have to know my account ID and password. Well, and I think the, you know, if you take anything away from today's episode, uh, it's to turn on two-factor authentication. <laughs> so, Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, there's definitely um, a lot of things you need to be aware of, especially with, you yeah. know, the way technology is and everything um, these days. But right. the biggest thing is to make sure that you're you're keeping your account safe and, and turning right. on two-factor authentication anytime it's available. Um, it may seem like yeah. an annoyance to always have to be putting in an extra code or something like that. But honestly, right. like what's more annoying is having your account hacked. And it's not just people with larger accounts being hacked. It's people sometimes with under a thousand followers. Um, it can happen essentially to anyone. I'm, I'm sure everyone's seen either on Facebook or whatever you get uh, and, um, a message from someone that you know or used to know or used to work with, and it's like, click on this link, and you haven't talked to them in years, and you're like, why are you sending me a video? Like, yeah, you know, or, I saw this funny clip of you or something like yeah, that, and it's a yeah. link. You or know. there's don't don't, don't exactly. Click on that. Or I, the one that's been happening on Instagram, I've seen a couple people. This has happened to is all of a sudden they'll be posting about Bitcoin in their feed and in yeah. their stories. And this is normally someone who has like an art account or something else. And they never talk about it before. Then all of a sudden they've got a post about it. So, you know, something like that's usually a sign right. someone's been hacked. Because <laughs> um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. chances are, you know, like I said, they're not, they're not typically uh, doing those. Like if they're not, they're posting about something they typically don't talk about. There's a good chance that that's what's happened. So um, mm -hmm. You know, we'll talk about a little bit later, like things you can do to sort of help that person. But uh, generally speaking, you know, having these two factor authentications turned on is exactly the type of thing that helps avoid this happening. And most programs or most apps of, of you know, that are worth anything will have this built into their security layer. And I yeah. would actually caution you against using apps that ask for login information and have any kind of credit card attached to them or anything like that that don't have that extra layer of security involved. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And make sure you stick around till the end of the episode because John and I are going to be talking about some specific programs and software that you can download today and have a lot more security with any of the apps you're using or even on the internet. And it'll definitely make things a lot easier for you. As Yeah, I can't wait to talk about yeah. that. It's so easy, guys. Yeah, so totally. easy. <laughs> We've got solutions for you. We're not just here to warn you. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about how to keep your account safe. Just some general best practice tips. So, uh, for example, one of the tips that I was given by somebody who is a security expert was if, for example, on Instagram, if you're running a bit of a commission business or that sort of thing, and you have, uh, if you have a business account on Instagram, you're able to have a contact button on your profile page that leads to an email address. So mm -hmm. the tip that they gave was to not use that same email address as the, as the one that you log in with. So. You know, if you have one email address that you use for people to contact you for commissions, use a totally different address to actually log into the app. And the reason that you want to do that is because then you're not giving any potential hackers 50% of the information that they need to get into your account. So it's very easy for somebody to just click on that and be like, oh, okay, well, I at least have that. And then they just have to, you know, I'm not exactly sure how hackers get into your account, but, you know, you've you've already given them half half the... <laughs> Half the information they need to get into your account if that's the same email address. So kind of a weird one, but a, an interesting tip to to kind of keep in mind. 
Actually, Barb, there's some pretty sophisticated ways for hackers to get into people's accounts. They're not as difficult as someone may think they are. So they use these brute force attacks that are system generated by a computer program, and they know how to just keep doing the guesses that are logical. And it's just a matter of time. If you're a target, it's a matter of time then before they can figure it out. There's a pretty good chance. So guys, one one little tip here then. When you are signing up and you're supplying the credentials for the first time and it says that your password is weak, they're trying to help you out. They're, they're actually trying to help you out. So keep going and try to, trying to figure out a password that fits within the strong category. Um, the other thing, obviously, don't click on any links for people you don't know. That includes getting a message in your DMs. Again, for a lot of artists, you'll have people saying, oh, I really liked your artwork or this or whatever. And, you know, if it, even if it's a, sending you a link so you can go look at their artwork, I would recommend just not clicking on it. Like, you just never know. There's yeah. There's so many different things out there that can, you know, whether it's installing some sort of spyware or something, like there's there's just so much going on out there that you just want to protect yourself. And again, I want to reiterate that you may think, well, I'm nobody. Who's going to try and hack me? Why would they want my account? And I, I, I can't, I can't. Uh, it's not about yeah, that. I can't yeah. state it's enough. A, it's a numbers game for them. Yeah, I can't yeah. state enough that it, you don't have to have a large following for this to happen to you. And in fact, the two people I know that this just happened to recently, again, both had smaller followings. But the other thing actually I wanted to mention is um, a lot of these apps allow you the ability to connect to other apps while you're logged in to, say, Instagram. You can mm -hmm. connect to Twitter and Facebook and have everything post right. to all of those places at once. It's actually a better idea to not do that and just to post separately. And while that, might again, might seem annoying... Unfortunately, if somebody were to gain access to your account, they could then probably get access to those other accounts as well. And someone that, uh, yeah. so a, a celebrity uh, fitness trainer that I know of, this happened to her years ago. She had all of her accounts connected. Somebody ended up hacking her and they, they basically held all of her accounts for ransom is what they did for her because they knew she would have the money essentially. But uh, they held all of her accounts hostage and essentially mm -hmm. were posting all kinds of things to make her look bad and all this stuff. And mm -hmm. so the other thing I want to actually well, add to it's a good bet because it, it pays yeah. off because people do have to cough up the money. Even corporations yeah, yeah. do that now. And and, a yeah. and in some of these cases, too, uh, I don't know if it's changed since, but I know back then when this originally happened to her. She wasn't able, I think she did in the end end up having to pay something, which was whether it was mm -hmm. to have somebody, a professional get involved to help her or what, or even to the, to, you know, the people asking for ransom. Now yeah. that necessarily isn't going to happen to a small time artist, but again, you don't know what their, what their motivation is for what they're trying to gain. They could even just be, you know, there's, there's all, I, I can't begin to get inside the, the, the mind of someone who's who would stoop to the level of doing this. But the fact of the matter is it does happen. And so you need to keep yourself, you know, there's so many people that get uh, taken advantage of and that sort of thing. And, and we, yeah. you know, John and I just don't want you to be one of them, you know? <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So in addition to that, I would say, you know, just make sure you're never sharing your password with anyone. And the biggest thing, and this is going to be hard for everyone, but like, don't write your passwords down. I know a lot of people have a little, don't write a them little down. notebook. 
that they write all their passwords in. And again, we're going to talk about yeah. this a little later in the show about how like an alternative to this, so you don't have to keep doing this anymore. But again, that's, you know, if your house were to get broken into, or if you were to lose that book somewhere, somebody has all the passwords to your accounts now. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. And don't use a word yeah. either. Don't use a name. Don't use a word. Don't use something that somebody can guess. <laughs> Test one, two, three. Yeah. You know, let's get past all of that. You know, use use. Be smart about it. Use some acronyms that only you know would make sense to you. Uh, things like that. Yeah. So. I think anything you can do to just add a little a level of complication um, is is helpful. Yeah. And again, you right. might be thinking, well, how am I going to remember all this? And again, we will we will we will tell you exactly how you can do that later on. Um, and then again, mm -hmm. obviously, you know, same thing with emails. Don't click on anything you don't recognize. You want to stop and check and make sure it's legit. Say your friends get their email account hacked. You'll get an email from them and you'll think, well, it is. It's from my friend Jane or whoever, right? And it looks yeah, like it's legit. It's not. It's not. So again, you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of stop and think about, does this person normally send you this kind of stuff? Are they asking for banking information? Like, you know, if you're not sure, if it's someone yeah. that you know well, I would call them on the phone and ask them directly or text message yeah. them and say, hey, did you send me this email? Right. Because, you know, at the end of the day, and I would say that for any email you think is suspicious, don't reply to the email. <laughs> but, and you can yeah. actually check. So sometimes, a lot of times when you get an email coming through, it'll they'll, they'll make it seem like it's from your phone company or from somewhere. But if you actually click and check to yeah. see what email address is sending it, oftentimes you'll see it's not legit or it'll be similar, but something will be off about it. Um, yeah, especially after the ad yeah. sign. Um, yeah, and guys, I would always encourage you to do that. If there's any question at all, just check the email address up in the header information of the email. That's first line of defense is you, you need to be able to understand, you know, what's going on. So if you look at that email and it's like something that is not typically from your bank or where, wherever, you know, and it has all kinds of dots in it, um, then that's, that's a, a pretty good clue or some dashes or underscores. That's a pretty good yeah. clue right there. But listen, guys, I don't want to scare anybody, but it doesn't necessarily have to look all complicated either. It can be something that is kind of short, but if it's from a company and it's at yahoo.com or at gmail.com or hotmail.com, then probably it's not coming from that company. Yeah. Pretty good guess, right? Because they're going to use a subdomain at their subdomain.com. Yeah. Another really typically. common one on Facebook, so. too, and I get I get tagged in these posts all the time is I'll have somebody tag me in a post and they'll be like, you just want a new iPhone or you just want a whatever. And it's like. Okay, or you know, on my on my dog's Instagram account. Yes, my dog. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah, Barb, things, by the right? way. Yeah, if and, you want and all yes, that my stuff. dog does have an Instagram account. But <laughs> anyways, so sometimes what will happen is I'll get direct messages on that one and it'll be from somebody saying that they're representing yeah. um a company and they need ambassadors for their products and stuff. Most people use like a normal name when they're signing up for their account, but it's always like like Jimmy at like a bunch of numbers and letters and at whatever. And you're like, okay, that's yeah. not a real account. So I always like just report and block them right, right. Um, because it's clearly yeah. spam. And and you may be thinking to yourself, well, that seems yeah. obvious who would fall for that. But, you know, it's there. Th it obviously works because uh, they wouldn't still do it if they did. It does work. And also, yeah. you, you know, it, it could end up happening that it comes from a reputable source. And, and then next thing you know, you're, you're your car you think a reputable source and and the next thing you know you're in you're in yeah. a situation so 
Um, there was definitely a an email that goes around every now and again. It'll you'll get it through your contact page on your website, and it'll be someone saying, "Oh, I saw my wife looking at your artwork, and uh, she loved it so much, and I'd like to get yeah. something for her for her birthday or, her, or an anniversary that's coming up." And so. They'll ask you for a list of prices for your artwork, but they won't actually list anything specifically of your artwork because it's just a templated email that they send someone. And so what ends up happening usually in that scam is in one way or another, they will overpay, send you some sort of check to pay for shipping and whatever, and like essentially get you to pay for it. And then when the check goes to like clear, it doesn't. (laughs) And then they've now stolen your artwork and potentially your money yeah and that one floats around yeah. every couple of years you know and there's been different well, and, and to be honest with you like yeah. i typically only do commissions with people that i know um it's either friends or family or right. referrals and and i'm most comfortable with that but every yeah. now and then i get one through my website and i feel like i put them through a line of questioning just to even see if it's it's a real yeah. request because i mean you just yeah. you just you just never know <laughs> All right. So Barb and I want to just share something that we do all the time. I think it's a great thing to do. That is, we're not, we're never answering the truth on these security questions. Why, why is that? So, and, and if you're, you know, so scrupulous and you think, oh, I can't lie about these security questions, that's, that's not what that is. That's not what this is. So when it says, where did you go to high school or what was your favorite teacher or what was your first pet? What they're all they're looking for is for you to create an authentication through what's called a string. Okay, that's a set of characters that are in between something and they cannot change. Okay, so that string of characters has a hash associated with it on the back end. That's all it pairs that answer, binds that answer to that hash, that string that you created. So when it asked me what my favorite pet was growing up or what the name of my first pet was or whatever. I can answer my grandma's name or something like that, you know? And so then as long as I keep my story straight (laughs) in my head, I know which things, you know, I quote unquote lied about, then I'm able to answer those again if I need to reset my password or can't remember my login ID or whatever it is. So I would highly recommend doing that. Well, I mean, even Uh, think about something like, uh, you know, one of the questions that's commonly a security question is, what is your mother's maiden name? Well, for for that matter, I mean, I have relatives on my Facebook account. So if somebody can access your Facebook account and they see you have a laundry list of of people on your account with the same last name, chances are they're relatives. If it's not the same as your current last name, well, chances are that might be your mom's side of the family so like right. you know there's there's all those kinds of things that you know you may think like you don't think anything of it but like they're crafty <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and another thing barbara and i wanted to mention is uh i know it's very very tempting but when you get these little games and these little surveys that pop up on facebook from some random company that you never heard of they're saying go in here and uh, take this little you know test but we need to ask you a question what street did you grow up on or what town did you live in or whatever? Don't answer those personal questions because that that can be, and it's not always a nefarious thing, but it quite often is, where they're trying to collect demographic information on you to be used uh, to your demise or to be able to gain access to one of your accounts. Yeah, I always think so, it's interesting when practice. one of my Facebook friends starts one of those, like, 
It's it's like a chain. It's like <laughs> yeah. say like yeah. Yeah. your 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 pet's name and the street you grew up on, and that's your yeah. like whatever yeah. name. And it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and you, if you care, you, you will do this one. Or <laughs> you <whatever>. literally <laughs> just gave any potential yeah. hacker information to your se potential security questions, right. and you posted right, it right. on Facebook willingly. So like, you know, and and. I I've, I I hate to make it seem like you got to live your life that way, but it's just the world that we live in where you have to be careful what kind of information you're sharing to the public in terms of stuff that is commonly, right. you know, it seems all innocent and fine because of the context that it's being, you know, uh, yeah. presented in. But it's not it's not always. And, and here's the thing. If your friend's Facebook gets hacked and they've said, you know, like for whatever reason you've posted on their wall all this information, well now that person who's hacked their account, like, you know, you may think it's private, but there's yeah. a chance it might not be. And like, not private anymore. Well, that's just, you're, you're, you're <laughs> that kind of information is only Oopsies. as safe as your friend's security. Too, security right? themselves <laughs> and how safe they yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. 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 All right. So what should we do if we do get hacked? What are we going to do then? What's the first, you know, what what should, should we foam at the mouth and whine and cry and scream and throw a big fit? You want, might want to do that privately, but I wouldn't suggest that as a, <laughs> as a long-term solution. Uh, so essentially, if you think that your account is, so let's just talk about Instagram, for example. If you think that your account has been hacked or accessed illegally, you could always yeah. try to reset it using, um, like, try logging into your email and saying forgot password, whatever. Right. But part of the problem with that is, Usually these hackers are smart and they'll change your phone number and the email in the back end of your account once they've accessed it. So yeah. in the event that that happens, uh, Instagram does have a help center, a link that you can go to, to and it gives you steps on how to recover your account. What will yeah. typically happen is they'll ask you to send in um, a video of your face or a selfie or whatever. Yeah. And the reason that they're asking you to do that is to verify that you're an actual human being. They don't post. Oh, they're not trying to just be mean? No. <laughs> okay. Just just to be okay. I mean, just wondering. right? So they won't <laughs> they won't actually use that video for anything. It gets deleted after a certain amount of time. Right. It's just confirming your identity to some extent in you as a person and that sort of thing. And yeah. um don't be surprised if it takes a few days to get your account back. I know some people have had trouble getting their account back. Or um, longer. Yeah. And or or, or sometimes they're not able to get it back at all and they end up having yeah. to just start over. So um, you yeah. know, again, you don't want to go through if you've had an account for a long time and you have lots of content on there, potentially a lot of followers, you don't want to have to start over. So, again, you know, the things that we're suggesting yeah. in terms of extra layer of security is going to help you avoid having to get to this um, to this point. But again, there there right. are there's a process that you can go to to verify your identity and potentially try to get your account back. But again, just mm. just be mindful that there are, you know, I, I would think that largely their security system is is probably has some sort of automation to it in terms of yeah. verifying the accounts. So um, you yeah, may not absolutely. also be dealing with an actual person when you're trying to do this, because I'm sure they've get thousands, if not millions of these. First level, you're not. Clearly, you're not. Yeah. yeah when it, when you're trying the first attempts yeah totally so um you know i mean it's there there is a process for you to do it but but again uh it is a bit of a pain and sometimes it's not always successful yeah. much to people's frustration so you know the other yeah. thing i want to mention john that you know we, we we've talked about this before but i think is really important is this is also why it's a good reason to start an email list and not yes. just rely on your social media right. as a way to contact people who are your followers because 
You're building something on borrowed land. You're building yeah. a castle on borrowed property. Yeah. If you're trying to build some kind of huge, you know, following somewhere, that's that's always a risk. Well, and here's always. the thing. You may not get everyone signing up for your email list, but the point is that if something like this happens, assuming you have a secure email account, <laughs> you can then yeah. send a message out to your followers just saying like, hey, yeah. My accounts were compromised. Just so you know, anything you see posted there in the next little right. while is not me. Um, you know, because right. it, it may just be somebody posting about Bitcoin or maybe somebody trying to ruin your reputation. You never know, right? Even if you're just building a following at this point and you don't actually have a, a big business in mind, it's never, you know, email, starting an email list is free. Uh, you know, for the yeah. most part, it's free. I, I, I think, uh, is, is constant contact free or do you have to pay right away? Oh, ConvertKit is the one I use. Constant Contact's a really good one, oh, yeah. too. Uh, ConvertKit actually does have a free version that uh, you could start. Actually, I'll put a link in the show notes, guys, if you are interested in starting an email list. And I highly, highly recommend it. I'm glad you brought that up, Barb. Yeah. It's one of the best things I've ever done for my business. It's the best way for me to contact and communicate with those that are interested in the courses that I offer um, yeah. and everything else in my art mentoring, everything else that I do in my business. I would rather communicate through there than anywhere else. And yeah, yeah. I, I can't yeah. recommend that enough. Start an email list before you think you're ready for an email and, list. And the thing too about that is that even if you decide to change email platforms, you can take that list with yeah. you. It doesn't live... Yeah, you know, if you if it's you want to go to Mailchimp and or you want or vice right. versa, you want to go to ConvertKit from Mailchimp or whatever, uh, you can take your list with you. They don't own your list; you own your list. So uh, that's yeah. the thing about Instagram, any of these social media accounts, is you don't own the list of people following you. You can't take that list with you. So uh, no. you know, and then also those people haven't necessarily given you their permission to email them either, which is a whole other thing. All right. So, Barb, let's talk about some practical solutions, some practical takeaways, guys, right here. What I would recommend, what Barb and I highly recommend is that you use a password software in order to create one password and then you manage all of your credentials and your passwords inside that software. So the one I use is called LastPass. Uh, Barb, you use uh, what's the name password. of that one? There's also one password as well. Another good yeah. one. Yeah, and we'll have that in the show notes. Yeah, for there's you. there's several out there. All you have to do is remember one password, right, and make it a strong password, very very strong. And you can do all sorts of authentication on that, and then you have the ability to create notes inside of all these other passwords. They can create a hash for you uh, in place of passwords, uh, so it's extremely strong. And uh, I highly, highly recommend doing that. Uh, and then if, you know, some of you guys I know are building a business and you want to start teaching online, and I, I encourage that. And I want to say, then when you have team members, all you have to do is let them log into the account and you're, you, they have access then to your websites if they need it without having to know your credentials. All they have to know is where the team portion of this software lives. So there's so many good reasons why you should you should use this and it's very inexpensive. Yeah, definitely. Too. I mean, I, I think for me, what I pay for a year, 
Um, and it's it's under a hundred dollars. I can't remember exactly what it is yeah. at the moment, but yeah, it's not much. Yeah, money. I mean, honestly, I feel like it's the best money I spend every year. They're yeah. very yeah. very secure, and they and they so, yeah, highly there's extensions it. that that work with your browser on Chrome or Safari or whatever you're using. Mm-hmm. And then there's also an yep. app that works with your mobile phone. So again, you don't need to right. remember anything. Well, the password generator alone saves yeah. me a ton of time. It pre-fills everything automatically anyway. It you know it just yeah. does it in yeah. your browser. And, so and like I said, so we'll have all this information in the show notes. Yeah. Well, this is how. Yeah. This is, this is actually, how someone. This, uh, this is yeah, actually someone how. Someone has thought of it. <laughs> they have technology that exists to help you with that. And um, you know, it's. It's one of the best things you could do, especially if you have any kind of a business or even if you just want to keep your account secure. You might only have like five websites that you use, but, you know, now you can periodically change your passwords and you should anyways. That's another thing is that, you know, stuff like your banking password and stuff, you should change that. You know, I mean, you can change it whatever interval you want, but it's probably a good idea to change that fairly frequently as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, for anyone using Apple products, uh, definitely, you know, Apple is known for having a really high level of security built into their products. I obviously am very pro-Apple, so you're going to get a very biased opinion from me on this. But, um, you know, I love even that they have the option, you know, when you set up an Apple ID, you can, in a lot of cases, choose to use your Apple ID to sign into an app. And what it'll do is have the option to hide your email address. So what it'll do is you create mm-hmm. your account. And then it scrambles your email so into something else, and that's what it uses to log into the account. Now, from your perspective, you're still just using your normal credentials when you go to log in. But if for whatever reason that website was compromised and all of the email addresses were stolen, they wouldn't actually have your real email address so or password. Right. So they couldn't they wouldn't be able to log into your account. So that's that's a really great security option that they have. And then also on Chrome, um, I know if you're anyone using a Chrome browser, usually in the upper right-hand corner, I know for me, it'll tell me, like, if, you, if you're the kind of person that can, tends to keep windows open for a long period of time, it'll yeah. tell you when eventually you need to close it and shut Chrome right down so that it can do an update, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Th- think about, you know, being smart about things, and you you wouldn't... So, in other words, you would not leave your door open to your house, right, and then expect that eventually a robber walking by wouldn't notice that and want to come in, okay? Same thing with cybersecurity, okay? Try to be smart about what you do. Um, and, you know, so these are just quick overview kind of tips, uh, especially for artists. I've I've dealt with um, artists that, you know, they'll tell me, oh, don't. They're scared to death to give me their email address or something like that, and that meanwhile they're over there on social media, and uh, like like there's some kind of thing that might happen if they give their email address away. I've had mine public forever, and you know I've never had anything like this happen because I'm taking these precautionary measures behind the scenes to make sure that that doesn't happen. It's not just having your email address. They've got to have so many other things lined up and ready to go in order to hack you. So, uh, you know, just just be smart about things and don't listen to myths and, and don't buy into, you know, the hype of somebody just getting overly scared about something and it doesn't make any sense, you know. Um, so, I, you know, I, I don't really think that, um, you know, you should be using an outdated browser, you know, just smart things like that. 
You, I trust Chrome. I love Chrome. It's always uh, gotten good reviews. And so use an updated browser. Uh, pay attention to that upper right-hand corner when it says out of date or needs an update or whatever. I can't remember what it says, but it, it will tell you to go ahead, close the browser, reopen it, that kind of thing. I think Firefox does something very similar. Opera now, I think, even does something pretty close to that as well. There's a few other good web browsers. But if you're on a good platform, if you're using Windows and you're using um, the, I can't remember what they call it because I don't like it and I never use it, but they're, they're built-in browser now that replaced uh, IE when they used Internet Explorer. Cortana, right. I think it is, maybe. Can't remember. I don't ever use it, but I mean, it, it's, a, it's a good browser from what I've heard. So if you're on you know Windows 10 or 11, or maybe even 7, if you're on 7, you need to upgrade. Be sure that you have some type of firewall in place, that you have some kind of antivirus, and then just don't do dumb things. Don't go to websites you don't know. You know, and we've all done dumb things, but I'm saying I'm trying to learn from those mistakes, right, in the past. And so going forward, I try not to do uh, some of those things. The biggest problem with cybersecurity, Barb, I'm sure you know this, is, is, is you, is us, right? And so when you get, like we mentioned earlier, when you get an email and you're not recognizing it right off, um, don't just get all emotional and excited and click on something before you check it out and just, you know, use, use that sixth sense that we all really have and don't invite a hacker into yeah, your world. And I world. think, you know, to add to that, if something seems too good to be true, like you've won a contest, you didn't enter or you've yeah. won money, you didn't, yeah. you know, you've won a bunch of money and you didn't it even enter something, is. like the chances are it's not real, right? So... I mean, we would all love to right, think that right. someone out there just wants to give us money or a prize or something without us having to ask for it, but that is not how the world works. So, uh, <laughs> I went to your website. I saw your artwork. My wife loved it. Uh, look, what can we do? How can we send you money right now? Can yeah. you take a check? You know, like, let's just be smart. I mean, that's, you know, that's just not not the client you want because it's not a client. You know, that's, that's, yeah. Fake. And unfortunately, so, like, uh, if these things didn't work, they wouldn't continue to do them. So there's obviously people falling for them out there. We just don't want you to be one of them. So, you know, John and I thought right. it would be important to talk about this today to give you some solutions on how you can make your accounts more secure. And and definitely, you know, as yeah. John said, just try to try to use your common sense and reason. And if something seems suspicious, take an extra moment to look into it or if you're not comfortable and you feel like you still yeah. don't understand, get someone you trust to have a look, you know, especially with stuff like yeah. emails, again, asking for any kind of money or account information. Anything that's reputable won't ask you for account information. You may get right. an occasional email asking you to donate to something. But again, if it's not something you've signed up for or if it's asking you for information that you normally would have as private information yeah. or shouldn't be necessarily giving out, Right. Just be wary of that. Check your checking account too. Look at it periodically yes, every um, day. for one dollar, um, ninety cents, or whatever, or five dollars, or twenty, or some odd amount. You know, um, because those are temperature checks. Typically, uh, they're hoping that you're not paying attention and you're not going to be aware, and then pretty soon. 
before you know, you turn around and like someone's been draining your account for like, you know, 50 bucks a day or something like that. I mean, that I've heard of those things happening. That can happen, you know, and I've had fraudulent yeah. um, activity on my account in the past. It's been years and years, but I mean, it can happen. So it's a good thing to to always stay uh, on top of that and just make sure you're looking at your account and recognize the charges. So something's been happening. Something happened somewhere. You, there's a breach of security somewhere. So you want to fill that hole as quickly as possible. Yeah. And I think, you know, you are the best line of defense yeah, at the end always. of the day, as John said, for for keeping your account secure. Right. Just think of it like, you know, you're going to be a lot safer with three fences than you are going to be one if, yeah. if something, you know. Right, <laughs> you, right. And I heard going without an analogy. Well, you know I, I, mean? well like, I think, but I think it's good. If the car's trying to hit your house, you're going <laughs> to hit you have three yeah, fences. Yeah, well, that, that's know. it. I mean, that, that really is it. I hope that this helped today, guys. Get your information from reputable sources. Don't don't fall prey to all the hype and the victimization that some people want to portray. You live in this day and time. We all do. We have to educate ourselves a little bit about the devices that we use. Whether we like it or not, we are a user of our iPad or our laptop or our phone or whatever. So you have to know current practices in security. Um, you know, it's not difficult. These things are broken down to where uh, we can all understand it. All right. I suppose we could go on and on um, about this, yeah, right, Barb? We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Okay. If you have any questions, uh, reach out to us at any time. Podcast at sharpenedartist.com. You can always comment also in the show notes. Listen to things that will help you understand what the current practices are because they're always changing. They're ever evolving, right? Okay. We will be back here again with another show. And guys, if you've not left a rating or review, you can do that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, on Amazon Music, on Audible, wherever you listen to your podcast. And we appreciate that very, very much. A rating and a review would be a great thing. And we'll talk to you next time. Until then, take care and stay sharp. Bye-bye.